Yeah, to everyone, this is Kelvin. Welcome to episode 43 of Res Metal Podcast. On this episode, I was very honored to speak with Pablo Davila, guitarist of the band Iris. If you haven't heard of Iris before, they are a band uh, based out of Atlanta, Georgia, who formed in 2015. They are pretty unique in that three of the members are originally from South America, including Pablo, who's from Argentina. And then two of the other members are from the U.S., uh, Atlanta, Georgia. They released their first album, Order of the Mind, on March 27th, 2020, on Nuclear Blast Records, which I felt was super underrated when it came out. Um, I first heard of the band Iris um, after hearing Monty Connor um, signed them to Nuclear Blast Records. If you don't know Monty Connor, he's a well-known um, metal record label executive who signed bands to the Roadrunner Records label throughout the 1990s and early 2000s. Um, bands like uh, Slipknot, Sepultura, Soulfly, uh, Machine Head, Fear Factory, Typo Negative, Trivium, uh, Gojira, and now Iris. So whenever I hear that uh, Monty Connor signs a band, I'm immediately interested. And uh, I also believe that he recently signed uh, Gate Creeper to Nuclear Blast. Anyway, after I heard the... Um, he signed them. I like looked them up and just, you know, picked up on their music and it was just a, a fan instantly. I feel like uh, Iris has that um, feeling of a, like a 90s Roadrunner Records band, uh, like Sepultura, like Fear Factory and Machine Head, uh, as well as like, you know, modern bands now like Gojira, Converge and The Ocean. Um, so yeah, with my talk with Pablo, we, um, you know, get to know his background um, forming Iris and then releasing their first album, um, which unfortunately came out right at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, uh, but yeah, I was just completely surprised and honored to speak with Pablo just because, you know, when I first started this podcast, it was more for me to express myself and talk about, you know, what I love, which is, you know, heavy music. You know, I didn't think I'd be able to be talking to, you know, one of my new favorite bands. So I'm just, you know, really really surprised and honored uh, anyway i'm going to play a quick clip of the track creation and then go right into my talk with pablo so check it out right, i'm with uh, pablo davia uh, guitarist of iris um, hey pablo do you mind just giving yourself a quick introduction to listeners sure yeah, um, yeah. How's it going, Calvin? My name is Pablo, and I uh, play guitar in the band Iris. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I was just um, talking to Pablo before I started recording. I'm just, you know, really honored to uh, talk with, um, you know, just basically just to talk with you. Just, I'm just a big fan. Um, I, uh, you know, started following Iris. You know, I actually heard a, a podcast with uh, Monty Connor. Um, I think. Mm -hmm. I want to say about a month before the Order of the Bind album came out, and I heard uh, cool. Monty Connor mention Iris, and as soon as he mentioned, you know, your band, mm -hmm. I immediately, you know, looked looked up Iris, and mm -hmm. yeah, I was hooked. Um, yeah, so I've you know just been a follower mm -hmm. ever since. Um, and uh, I understand you're calling from the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in Atlanta right now. Uh, I'm actually staying at our other guitar player's house, which is it's, it's where we're recording uh, an, an EP right now here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but uh, yeah, I moved to Texas. Uh, I moved to Austin back in, I want to say at the very tail end of 2020 or 2021. So that's technically my home now. But, um, but yeah, our little our studio is here and we still keep a lot of our you know, all the recording equipment is here. So, um, I came back about, I want to say two or three weeks ago and <clears throat> we're kind of in, in the thick of, of, uh, of recording some, some material that we've had, uh, sitting around for quite some time. And, uh, it's, it feels good to finally be doing something with it, but yeah, um, the, those, but yeah. Um, that material you guys are working on, was that something you guys worked on? Like, after the album came out or has this been like ongoing material? Um, the, the it's, it, it was pretty much, yeah, right after the album came out, um, 
there's, there's, I mean, it's it's been a while now. You know, our LP came out in the beginning of 2020, and uh, I think that that summer uh, we we had we just we, we kind of just busted out a lot of new material and we and started demoing new new songs, especially you know because because we weren't going to be touring and everything was sort of put on hold. So um, there's a there's there's just a lot there's there's a lot of new stuff, but um, the stuff that we're working on now was was sort of most of it I, I want to say was recorded as sort of like the same the, around the same time that we were coming up with a lot of the ideas that ended up on Order of the Mind. So it sort of it it, it feels like it's part of that um, uh, of that cycle. Um, and then there's a bunch of other stuff that's not that doesn't even it doesn't necessarily feel like it's related that we kind of put off to the side and we're we're kind of letting that marinate and we'll you know we'll see what we do with that in, in the in the future. Um, but yeah, awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that. Um, yeah, I just um, been revisiting the Order of the Mind album the last few weeks and then um, yeah, I reached out to you. So again, thanks for letting me you know do this quick interview. Um, yeah, man, it's a pleasure. Yeah, uh, just kind of going back, just to, as an intro, um, um, kind of, would you mind just kind of like talking about like you know, kind of, you know, we don't have to like go into a lot of detail, but you know, just kind of like how you got introduced to, mm -hmm. you know, playing music, um, especially like heavy music. Mm -hmm. Um, music in general was through my parents mostly. Um, uh, I'm originally from Argentina. We moved here. We moved here back in the '80s, um, and uh, my dad, and both of my parents, they sort of they sort of play guitar, like a lot of um, Argentine uh, folk music and um, pretty much Spanish stuff. But you know, they they always kind of had like a, a folk guitar in the house. Um, always listening to to records, listening to cassettes mostly. So I was introduced to music through them. My dad was a big classic rock guy, um, uh, prog rock, um, good music in general. So th that was kind of my entry point. And then in uh, around around middle school, I started. Um, we had to pick between the the. I went to a Catholic school, and then they just picked between band. You had to do either band or art class. And um, just like a spur of the moment decision, this, I, was, I mean, I may have been like a ten or eleven years old. I picked, I picked band, and I and I and I played the, I was a percussionist, so I played, uh, I played drums, and that somehow led into me getting, uh, convincing my dad to get me a, like a, an actual drum kit, and uh, he got me like double bass and chorus because I was already sort of um, getting into, I would have been like early nineties. So I was already into like a lot of grunge stuff and, um, uh, and yeah, you know, that like once, once, once he finally, I think it took him like a year to actually like to actually listen to me and, and go out and buy me, uh, my first set of drums. And pretty much after he did that, I was just, I would just lock myself into the room and all I would do is listen to music, you know, learn, learn songs, you know, like I said, it was mostly early 90s stuff with everything from Nirvana, Soundgarden to, you know, the, the metal that was going on during that time period. Should have been like Pantera and Fear Factory and uh, Ministry, all kinds of stuff. But um, Sepultura was kind of my main kind of uh, thing that I, that I could really relate to, mostly because they were from South America. And around that time, I was already really really feeling homesick and considering moving back and um, just not really liking where, uh, yeah, just not really enjoying where we were at that time, like as a family. But um, so Sepultura was like another big spark for me um, during, during my like musical development or, or whatever yeah. you would call it. But uh, um and uh and yeah at some point like you know once once i finished once i finished uh high school and i, I kind of started traveling around i i didn't bring my drums with me i i, I already kind of knew my way around the guitar i think my dad but some, some somewhere along the way i think he got me like a really shitty like pawn shop guitar with like a 
like I think it was like a crate, like a solid state crate amplifier that I would, you know, I would fiddle, I would fiddle around with that every now and again. And so I was familiar, you know, I was familiar with like a guitar fretboard or whatnot, but, um, I started learn. I started playing more guitar after I moved out of the house because, again, I couldn't I couldn't bring my drums with me, and um, and that sort of like led me down a, a another creative path, and um, I started I became more interested in like songwriting and and recording myself, and uh, and then eventually, yeah, there was some I, I ended up meeting you know meeting meeting a lot of people that were kind of that kind of had similar goals. As uh, as I did, and uh, um, and uh, yeah, one of those guys was Bruno, which I met first from my band, and then eventually met Adam and Rodrigo and all the other guys. So, wow. um, yeah, 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 it was a long. That feels like forever ago because I guess it, because it was forever ago, but uh, that's 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 kind of you know how I ended up where where, where I am today, okay. where we are today. Yeah. You mentioned that you originally uh, from Argentina. Like, what? Uh-huh. what how did? You, uh, what brought about that? Um, um, you know, moving or relocating to um, uh, the United States. Um, just kind of like your, you know, typical immigrant story. You know, my my, my parents are seeking a better life. Uh, during that time in Argentina, it was. They had just come out of a dictatorship. There was, you know, inflation was horrible. There was, it was, it was sort of hard to like, um, to picture like uh, a future, at least the way my parents envisioned it. You know, they, they, they wanted a lot more for for themselves and for and for our, our small family. So, um, my mom was an English teacher there, and I don't know how exactly, but she um, she knew somebody. Uh, somebody in Georgia, uh, which is where we moved to. Um, I'm pretty sure she met that person in in Argentina, and uh, because that's 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 where we stayed initially when, when we moved to the United States. Um, but uh, yeah, she came here and she um, she came to pursue a degree, just like a, ma- a master's degree in, in education, and uh, uh, so it was really through her. You know, she got a she got a, uh, I guess a scholarship and, um, we came here with us. So we were only going to come for a couple of years, but then, uh, my brother was born. Um, you know, immigration laws were a little bit different then. This was like pre nine 11. Um, and, uh, I started going to school and, you know, one thing led to another. And before we knew it, we were, you know, we, we were starting to consider this place almost more home than, than Argentina was. So, um, you know, we always kept in touch. We always, you know, we've flown back pretty frequently, kept in touch with family. You know, there was a time where I had more friends there than I had here. And I felt more of a connection with Argentina and South America than, than I did with with the United States. But um, but at this point, I, I mean, it's, you know, this is where I am. This is, this is home. This is where uh, the people I love also live. So, yeah. I consider I consider this home at this point. Oh, great and awesome, yeah. Um, and then, like you know, during that time, um, it's not kind of sounds like you know when you picked up you know, music and you know really got into like kind of like mm-hmm. heavy music. Did you ever mm-hmm. uh, have any like um, uh, you know bands before you formed uh, uh, Irist? Mm-hmm. Nothing. This. Um, I mean, every, I guess every little. Every band or every project or anything I've been involved with, with I, I've, I've taken seriously. But um, this is the first time that I've had like other other dudes around me that kind of, um, you know, sort of respect the art as much as I do. So that kind of brought things to like a whole other level. Before that, I felt like I, I, I was usually the guy that would kind of nag everybody and try to you know push things forward and you know, kind of get things to the next level. And, um, yeah, like eventually I kind of became frustrated with working with, with other people, you know, cause, uh, you know, like I, I guess previous to this band, um, the, the writing process, I feel like it would be just kind of like coming up with stuff like in, in the rehearsal space and, um, 
as, as fun as that is, you know, I, I, I still, I still love to jam ideas out and sort of have more of a loose approach to, to, uh, to creating. Like as much as I love that, like months would go by and then I would feel like we, we, I would never, we would never get very much done. So yeah, eventually I became frustrated with that and started sort of going off on my own. And like I said, I, I, I'm the guitar player in this band, but I also play drums and, and bass. So I started sort of coming up with my own little ideas and demos and, um, and, uh, and yeah, like, like I said, eventually I came across other people that were kind of in the same, same position as I was. And, uh, um, that helped sort of take my own art and their art to like another, a, a more, um, I don't know, like a, a more serious level, I guess you, you could yeah. say. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've always sort of been, you know, if not with other people on my own, um, recording or playing, uh, playing music, uh, in some capacity. Great. Um, I had, I had a bit of a, like a, a drought there after, after high school. I sort of, I think it was around that time. So I, I moved back to Argentina for, for a year and I, um, I don't know, there were maybe like four years or so where I, I wasn't, I wasn't listening to, especially like heavy music very much. It was a time where I was kind of reconnecting with uh, with with South America and my roots, and I was really only listening to like instrumental music and like um, music from Argentina and South America, and uh, yeah, somehow I don't remember everything that was going on during that time period. But I I, I became uh, yeah, sort of like estranged from from heavy metal, and then and uh, and then when I kind of uh, somehow en- ended up back on, you know, the path of heavy music. Uh, I went back and like sort of revisited a, a lot of bands and I don't know trends and stuff like that, I, that I missed out on. And I was like, man, I'm, this is what I love. Like, what, what the fuck happened? You know, like, um, and uh, so almost it's almost like I caught a second wind or something that. Uh, that that's the, exactly the kind of music that I needed to be focusing on. Um, everything else that was going on in my life at the time sort of uh, pointing in that direction, and I had the time and I had the, the motivation. And then you know I met, I met all the rest of the guys, so um, yeah. yeah, things things kind of lined up in a really in a really cool way. And uh, yeah, and, uh, for sure. And, yeah, we started writing some of the songs and. And you know, and ended up uh, um, recording them, and then you know, a lot of great opportunities. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. The, I mean, this being like your first major like uh, release, and mm-hmm. for it to get picked up by uh, Nuclear Blast, one of the probably one of the mm-hmm. best labels, and you know, worldwide. Um, and then um, I was gonna say, like, you know, I I picked up on Iris when um, I heard the, you know. Uh, Monty Connor, you know, I guess he's like a well-known, um, uh, like an A&R person, you know, who, yeah. who signs, you know, heavy bands, you know, he's signed like Slipknot, Sepultura, like, uh, Gojira yeah. and now you guys. So like, as mm-hmm. soon as I kind of heard him drop your name, your band's name, I was like, just immediately drawn. Um, how did that come about where you got his attention and then like the nuclear, mm-hmm. nuclear blast, um, you know, deal. Um, well, we weren't really seeking anything out. This would sort of been, I think around 2015, 2016, like, um, after all of us had met, or most of us anyways, um, we, uh, like our only focus was really just to, like I mentioned before, like all, uh, all, all the dudes that had got, that, that were in this band at that time were sort of frustrated with, you know, having been involved in, in bands or in projects where um, they just felt like they were wasting time and that nothing was actually getting done. So they were all kind of like, uh, you know, the, the the nag or the guy that pushes, you know, in, in, in whatever projects they were involved in. Like, same for me. So um, the only focus when we all met was to just write, like, r- really good songs or songs that we were you know, we were okay with putting out and, um, we could be proud of, you know, uh, for the 
rest of our lives, you know. So our, we we set we set the bar pretty high. We're like, let's just, let's just get together, you know, three or four tracks that we, you know, let, let's spend as much time as we need to, you know, we'll we'll fund it ourselves, send it send it for somebody to mix that we're you know genuine fans of, and and that'll be our only goal. And, and yes, you know, once that's done, let's you know, then we can worry about shows or or um, or touring, touring or or what have you. Um, that was really the the primary goal. Um, so that's what we did. You know, we recorded, um, I think four, yeah, maybe four or five five tracks uh, here in Georgia. Um, we engineered some of it ourselves, and then uh, uh, one of our friends in in South Georgia, Lee Dias, he did. He he, he, he engineered most of it, and then we came and we we did some here uh, at Adam's house, which which is where I am now, or the or the guitar player's house, and we sent it to. So we we did all the tracking, you know, um, and then we sent everything for Matt Bayless to mix. So Matt Matt Bayless is in Seattle. He's this uh, producer engineer who who did um, a lot of bands that we love. You know, he, he's. He's done stuff for Russian Circles, Mastodon, uh, like Enmo, uh, he Minus Bear. I don't know if he's still a member of Minus the Bear, but um, he, he was at one point. Um, well, it's just a, just a lot of great bands, and especially where we were at that time, uh, creatively, it was like um, it just made sense. So uh, yeah, we sent this, uh, we reached out to him. He agreed to make the songs. Um, and uh, I think right after he finished mixing, he asked if it was okay for if, if he shared the if he shared his EP with a couple of uh, a couple of labels. And I mean that that already was like flattering to us. You know, we're, we're like a big fan of his and everything he's been involved with. So we we're like, oh, that's yeah, fuck yeah, like share it with anybody you want. So it turns out that one of those people that he was sharing it with was uh, Monty Connor. And, uh, so I think like a week or two after he, he, uh, asked permission to share the EP with, um, his, uh, you know, his two friends or, or two labels or whoever they were, uh, we got a, we had a email from Nuclear Blast, uh, in our inbox and it was from Monty and wow. basically just saying he was, he was a fan and, uh, he wanted to talk to us. And so before, really before, our first show, we were already, you know, um, we may have played that first show, but it was it was very very early on that we were already talking to uh, to Monty Connor and Nuclear Blast. Um, so that kind of, uh, in a way, it like dictated a lot of our, you know, it dictated our approach to um, uh, to making music in this band, like our, like our priorities and. You know, of course, after something like that happens, we're like, oh my God, we need to make, we need to record four more songs that are even better, you know? So, yeah, we started playing shows after that because we finished our recording the EP, but um, writing newer and better material was like, if it was already like priority from the get go, it was like, you know, it was even more of a priority, priority at that point because we knew that, um, that, you know, there was a chance that we would. That we would uh, get on a label that could that could give us great opportunities, and the Monty Connor, you know, we all knew who Monty was, you know, was even taking interest in us. You know, we were just sort of, um, yeah, just in awe. You know what I mean? Like we, we all, I mean, we all grew up with listening to the band he signed, and next thing you know, you're you're talking to the guy. It was it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's how we got in touch with them. It was it was really through Matt Bayless, um, you know, thinking thinking highly enough of the those first demos that we sent him um, to to share them with with Monty and uh, and then him, him taking interest in us. I think it took maybe a year, year and a half, uh, a year to two years maybe to before he they actually um, uh, pulled the trigger and signed us. Uh, like Rodrigo, our, our our singer, he was he wasn't um, in the band at the time, but um, right right after he joined, we sent him like two or three um, more demos that 
actually they they ended up on on order of the mind on our debut lp and uh after that he decided to to finally sign us and then a few months later we we uh we were in the uk recording recording with lewis johns and uh and uh and yeah so this all happened this it really happened like in a pretty short um period of time so mm-hmm. um yeah. It was kind of hard. It's 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 almost hard to summarize because it was like so many things happening uh, so quickly. You know, like I mentioned, like Monty, we we were talking to him before or around the time of the first show we either, we ever played as a yeah. band. Did did uh, so that was that was. I just got to know. Wonder. I was wondering. Did did Monty ever? Uh, Monty Connor ever like? Um, you know, tell you. You know, what was it that like? You know caught his ear mm-hmm. like like I, I don't know to me it seems like um yeah when i hear you know iris i kind of i get little I, I can get little like references to you know bands like sepultura and like fear factory machine mm-hmm. like i could hear like mm-hmm. some 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 of a little bit of each of those bands that he signed in iris but did monty ever like at, you know mm-hmm. tell you guys you know what was it that drew mm-hmm. you guys to him or anything like that yeah uh you know, at that time, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. Uh, it was, uh, I remember the song that he, uh, that, that he would keep referencing, and I think, I think it might, maybe it was a combination of like, um, uh, I mean, I'm trying not to use words that are too cliche, but it was like a, a combination of like. Uh, heaviness and noise and chaos with uh, um, with uh, with a sense of melody and songwriting, you know. So it was especially at that time, like, um, and yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I, I remember something maybe to that effect. Was, okay, yeah, just, you know, it was yeah. He he liked the fact that we were, and when we still are, like we were focused on actually you know like like writing songs but i i don't i don't know that he mentioned any other bands you know when you know when he found out that most of us were from south america of course you know he started telling us all the stories about like having signed sepultura and um and of course we had a lot of questions for him since he's you know like a, he's like signed every every band that we um that we grew up listening to basically yeah. uh but um but I think that's what got his attention. It was, it was the heaviness, but also, you know, make, at least making an attempt of, of writing songs and um, memorable parts and hooks and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it was. I mean, for us, it was just it was just a trip to have the guy even even you know turn his head towards us. You know. Like I thought it was like a, I thought it was like a spam or something when I first saw it in an email, you know. Yeah, but, no, it's uh, an amazing album. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I mean, it's it's almost it's hard you, to man. imagine. It's almost two years now, but I was like revisiting it the last few mm-hmm. weeks, and like yeah, yeah, it just it flows really well. I mean, some of my favorite songs, you know, Burning Sage, Severed, Creation, Dead Prayers, those those four in a row just you know flow right into one another. And I think Harvester is my favorite, but. Um, cool, yeah, man. each song had yeah. each song is memorable. You know, like I don't think like none of the songs they all stand out in their own way. And I know like a lot of like cool. the there's a couple songs where there's like you know rhythms that are you know they you know could almost be like um, I, I guess you could say like uh, almost like a like a tribal like rhythm. Um, mm-hmm. I think Creation mm-hmm. like has a lot of the rhythm sections like that. Mm-hmm. Which um, yeah 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 it's it's. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, yeah. I don't know if you heard the Gojira uh, album last year, the Fortitude. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, did. I there, did, I did. there was a yeah, there was a Gojira track that, like, I was like kind of wondering. I wonder if Gojira like got that idea off of Iris. Um, <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. But yeah, what was the track? Uh, I'm going to play it on my phone. Let me see if you can hear it. Um, Cool, yeah. Into the Storm. So Into the Storm and Creation kind of have a similar, like, intro. Let me Uh me, me just play a little clip off my phone. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Can you you hear that? Let's hear Yes. So this is Gojira, Into the Storm. Mm -hmm. So kind of like how the the drums kind of fade into the Mm -hmm. track. And then, like, the, Uh Uh the rhythm, the guitar rhythm that starts the song. Oh, yeah. 
like that. So that's Gojira into the storm. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, like, if I play, let me pull up uh, Creation really quick here. Uh -huh. uh, sorry, I'm just messing with my phone here. Yeah, that's okay. one with like the really trippy drum okay. part. And then, and then here's cre here's Creation. So you see the how the, uh -huh. the drums kind of fade into Hi. the in into the song. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then that, that guitar rhythm right there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know that's just me. Yeah, like, it's, it's yeah. Uh, that always happens, you know. There's yeah. always you know, and that, and that and that's part of the fun in music, you know. You're drawing, drawing drawing lines between different bands and different different songs and stuff. But actually, the the that that drum part for creation. Um, so I had a really shitty version of it. Like I, I, I wrote the original drumming pattern for, for it. Um, sort of like, uh, r really trying to almost like, um, in a contrived manner, just very forcefully trying to, uh, come up with some, um, rhythm that was very reminiscent of, uh, I forgot what that, there was, there was some like, um, Cuban uh, beat that I was like really obsessed with during that time. I think I think it was it's called like Chumbi or something like that. I'm not even gonna bother looking it up because it'll take me too long. But yeah. anyways, like I was like trying to do my own little you know caveman version of it, and then I showed it to our drummer uh, Jason, and I was like, hey, do this, but like use use your tongue a lot more. You know, make it more like you mentioned, like make it make it more tribal feeling, mm -hmm. and literally like the first thing he started playing like just by me telling him that was like the the foundation to to what would become that song become creation and he thought it was he, he was almost like hesitating whether we should even commit to it because he like there was like no thought put into it he, he it was like the first thing he did and I was like dude just play it let's record it and then let's just fucking loop it you know mm -hmm. so that, that was that was kind of how it started like I had like a, a version that I'm like like be like embarrassed to show just like it was super shitty and then Jason reinterpreted it and um that was sort of like yeah like I said it was it was a foundation and I had some other parts that I recorded at my house during that time and um yeah that one took a really long time because there, there were there were a lot of like there were a lot of uh riffs and um different different sections of the song that like when when we started writing it they, they just felt very like mismatched and uh i don't remember how many months we spent on it but it was long enough that we were like we hated it by the time we were done and we had to sort of put it off to the side and because we were i mean we were we were to the point where we were going like, to delete everything you know and uh i think we came back to it like a few weeks later and we were like okay this is this is pretty cool and um you know polished it up a little bit more and uh but uh but yeah yeah no, no, it's funny it's funny how that happens yeah yeah um i know unfortunately it came out like just as the covid19 pandemic like it hit the fan yeah. yeah like um yeah 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 what, what um yeah did you guys have any like um tours like to promote that album yeah. for that year we did yeah um i mean one of them has gotten pushed back i don't even know how many times now like we're supposed to go i think it's sep between september and october we're supposed to be Excuse me. We're supposed to be on tour with Paul Bear and Elder um, in uh, UK and uh, Europe, and that I think that's been we've been pushing that back since maybe the tail end of 2020. Um, we got pushed back to 2021 and then pushed back again. I don't know. It's been it's three or four times it's gotten, it's gotten pushed back. So we had we had plans for we had you know like a album release show here in Atlanta. Then that summer, I think we were going to go out with uh, Paul Bear um, here in North America. And then uh, I believe the fall, if I'm not mistaken, the fall was going to be uh, UK, Europe, with also with Paul Bear. Um, and I think Elder was also going to be part of that uh, during that time. Um so yeah, we had, and then there were some other plans for the spring. Like we basically had like the next year planned out in terms of touring, and uh, you know, first everything was sort of postponed for a few months, and then next thing you know, we're we're like approaching the end of the summer in 2020, and um, you know, 
I mean, so many people are going through the same thing, so it feels shady to kind of complain about it now. But yeah. for us personally, like Rodrigo, our singer, he ended up moving back to Brazil. Um, uh, me and uh, Jason, our drummer, we moved uh, to Texas. You know, some of us, some of us moved for work reasons. Uh, some of us moved just because uh, we're fucking, you know, going out of our minds just being here and not not having anything going on. Um, but uh, yeah, so we we had, we had a lot planned that we'd, we'd taken maybe I don't know maybe a, a year and a half or so before that to sort of um, to record the album and uh, and make plans and fig, you know figure out our personal lives uh, and uh, you know our relationships and stuff. So there was a lot of planning that went that went into it. Um, we're still we still feel like incredibly lucky very fortunate to have even gotten the chance to have like uh the, the experiences that we did have you know like everything from like we were talking about before you know getting uh getting a monte connor's radar getting getting uh, a nuclear blast going to europe to, to record like you know everything that every that and everything in between was was great but uh so like I'd say like the, the couple of years before 2020 felt like this huge this foot race that sort of just ended abruptly in uh, March of 2020 and then uh, it's been kind of a part of that's been like a waiting period um, uh, at some point we you know I, I started writing new material that uh, um you know, some of that we're working on now, but uh, I don't know, man. It's been there's, there's just been a lot that's happened, and yeah, yeah. It's no. not, now now it's nice because we're actually able to uh, we're recording some of it, and it seems like things are. Um, uh, I don't want to jinx anything, but it seems like things are slowly, at least with with touring, it, it's starting to come back a little bit. You know, of course we had the same thing happen last year, and then we got like another you know another fucking variant or whatever, but. Um, Hopefully this time, hopefully this time we it, it, uh, we get a little luckier and uh, and shit can actually happen. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 only official thing that we have booked right now is is going to be uh, UK, Europe in September. So, okay, that's with um, the Paul Bearer and Elder. That's with Paul Bearer and Elder. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we're just kind of watching everybody else, you know, and hoping that. That, that uh this shit continues to stay open and that um that you can you know i, I think we i mean we've seen we've sort of been watching other bands where like they'll they'll go on tour and somebody will test positive for covid and then like three or four dates in they've got to cancel they got to go back home then they'll they'll reschedule i don't know like with, with us being so far apart at this point and, and it, it, you know, it's taking so much planning just to get us all together. Oh, um, yeah. we need to be, you know, we, we need to be fairly sure that we're, you know, we're going to be able to pull off a, a long tour, you know? Yeah. Um, cause right, right now, if it's for like, you know, if, if, if it was just for one show, you know, we, we would have to fight, you know, there's so much has to go into it, you know, as far as like travel for all of us that, it's 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 hard to justify. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know. In general, it just takes a lot more planning right now to for us to get together. And you know, if, if we're gonna do if we're, if, we're, if we're gonna think about if we're gonna consider like a long tour, uh, we want to at least make sure that you know it, 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 there's there's a good chance we're gonna be able to to finish it. You know, yeah, we're not yeah. gonna be having to you know like in this case, like let's say you know flying to Europe and then. You know, four dates in, we have to we have to cancel because of whatever reason somebody takes test positive for COVID, or they change the regulations for the travel regulations to get into X, Y, or Z country. So, yeah. you know, in a way, we're we're just kind of letting everything, um, everything sort itself out, and uh, yeah. So hopefully by by the time we uh, by the time we start touring at the towards the end of the year, everything's kind of a little more stable. Yeah. That's what we're hoping anyways. Yeah, for sure. And then on top of that, you, you know, Iris being, a, I guess, a somewhat new band to, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, it's kind of like the, 
the uh, risk and reward is, you know, like, yeah, yeah, especially being a new band, I feel like, you know, the, the reward, you know, mm -hmm. you may not bring back uh, a lot yeah. of like, you know, money, you know, mm -hmm. if you're going to be, Oh no, the, man, the, no, the, the main no. support, the, like the opener. So. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, uh, that's never been something we've been able to count on like up, up, up until today, you know, we're yeah. still, we're still doing all this shit just cause we, they, you know, we, we love it, you know, yeah. Like right now, I'm like I mentioned a couple of times. I'm at Adam's house, but also Rodrigo's here. He flew here from Brazil. Um, he's working remotely from his laptop. So, uh, you know, we're 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 happy to uh, work and bust our asses working so that we can make money and put invest that money into this band. And uh, you know, we're we're still doing it for the same reason that we did when 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 all this started, even before then. You know, or I don't know. That's a that's a kind of thing that it's uh, it's it, it's it's hard for me to imagine uh, a, a, any other way of doing it that would have that would uh, lend itself to to longevity. Yeah. Um, so so in that sense, we're you know whether shit opens back up or it doesn't or you know even if we weren't uh, even if we weren't signed, if Monty Connor hadn't hadn't come our way, we'd we'd, we'd be doing the exact same thing. So in that sense, like that, that gives me sort of a peace of mind, if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, but of course, you know, it would be nice to <laughs> to go on tour with uh, with Paul Bear and get to you know travel around the world and um, continue recording and and doing all the stuff that we that we'd planned a couple of years ago. But yeah, no, I, I for um, sure want to see you guys live. You know, I mean, like I said, I'm in Arizona, so. Um, but yeah, I still, you know, still, uh, listen to the album and still like to see the band live. Um, uh, and then just, uh, you know, just a couple, a few more questions. Um, sure. um, I know you, you, you guys are on nuclear blast and nuclear blast has been releasing mm -hmm. a lot of like, just a lot of like amazing bands. Um, like, have, do you keep up with like the current roster or is there any like bands that you, you feel like, you know, people should check out? Yeah, you know, I I hadn't been keeping up so much, and very recently, like maybe the past two weeks, uh, Rodrigo from my band pointed out, uh, shit, what's his band's name? I'd sort of heard of them before in passing, uh, and I guess they got signed to Nuclear Blast not too long ago. It's, oh, Hangman's Chair. Oh my god, um, I love that. Oh so, my god. Dude, like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd seen them on flyers before. I've probably even heard, like, a track or two over the years. But, uh, yeah, they just, let me look up this fucking release, man. Yeah, um, Loner, right? It's called Loner. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's so fucking good, man. And, like, I'm a big Typo fan, and I'm into all the fucking 80s, like, you know, the, the fucking sad boy shit. Like, I, I love that. And it's so fucking metallic. The chorus on everything on all the fucking guitars like the dude's voice is fucking amazing it's like i don't know it just it, it hits a lot of uh <laughs> you know it, it hits all the the important yeah, points for yeah, me so I, uh, I, I, I listen and i was like i've been binging on it for like probably the past week oh, hell yeah. um and then i yeah and i and i dug dug into like some of the earlier stuff i guess well yeah i don't know i don't know how long they've been around but this album's fucking fucking great yeah it just came out um you know i so i follow like just nuclear blast on all the social medias and like youtube and um it just randomly started yeah. playing like you know like youtube will like you know will, will, will play you a video based on like what you've been watching and uh, yeah that one popped right. up one morning i was just like getting ready and then i like listened to one of their tracks and then yeah it just really caught my ear and it really like yeah. Yeah, it's got that like you know that like somber kind of like depressed feeling uh -huh. of like doom metal and then yeah on top of that, you yeah. know, the voice, you know, his voice and yeah. like it's yeah, got yeah, that yeah. post metal, like shoegazy kind of like, yeah. um, like, you know, um, sound as well. I don't know. It just, yeah, it's been really good. It's probably one of the best albums I've heard in a while. Like, well, I mean, oh, it's totally, just, just this year's, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, you know, that's, that's a really good album. Um, some of the other stuff I noticed nuclear blast put out, um, there's this uh -huh. band uh, from France called Celeste. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of those guys. I've 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 seen the name many. Actually, I think uh, 
uh, Conjure out of the UK. I, I believe they're going on tour with okay. those guys um, very soon. Yeah. But yeah, how are they? They're they're pretty 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 badass. It's got like I'd say like it's more like that post metal, you know, kind of like um, like uh, oh, okay. like ISIS, but more black metal. Um, there's this. Oh, uh, they're, they remind me of this one band. Um, uh, they, they put out an album. I think they're still around, but um, they're called Downfall of Gaia. I believe they're German. They're a German like black metal. Um, but you know that po- you know what I mean like the post metal sound with like ISIS and like uh, right. like Neurosis. You know that like yeah that, yeah yeah like atmospheric like sludgy like doom. Yeah, like yeah. that. But like coming from like a black metal um, kind of like black metal sound so i've been really into that um celeste i'm intrigued man yeah I'll, I'll i'll look them up tonight and actually you mentioned neurosis and another band popping to my mind uh absent in body have you seen no, uh no. have you heard the single they put out uh-uh, it's I got Kelly. it's 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 so fucking good man and, and i don't know I, I think this is the only thing they put out but it's scott kelly it's uh two two of the dudes from amun ra and um fuck uh, oh, and it's Igor. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, the, it's like a, on Relapse, yeah, okay. It's on, yeah, Relapse put it out, and, okay. uh... Yeah, okay, did you... Yeah, I wish I remembered the name of the single, it's really long, but holy shit, man, it's, uh... I don't know, listen to it, and for anybody listening, like, it'll it'll hit you hard. Yeah. You know, if you're a fan of any of those bands, honestly, even if you're not, it's just... It's, uh... Yeah, just a very, a very emotive, uh piece of music awesome. it's, it's so funny that absent in body they're great yeah um, definitely check them out um yeah 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 but um yeah yeah really really you know thankful that you were able to talk with me um i think those are most of my questions um yeah any sure, like, um any like closing remarks or words of encouragement for up-and-coming bands musicians uh yeah, just, uh, you know, um, I guess now that, uh, you know, every now and again we'll have, we'll have somebody reach out and, you know, j- just genuinely, you know, just trying to like pick our brains or seeing how to, maybe, excuse me, how to, how to go about, um, get, you know, getting on a label or, uh, getting like getting Monty Connor's attention or whatever. But I, I never I never have any good advice or any good directions for those you know, those few people that have come and, and asked uh those questions. Uh all I usually what I'll what I'll say is just make sure that you uh you you truly love what you're truly love your art, what you're creating the sacrifices that you're making don't feel like sacrifices, you know. Um, I, I think I think the, the few people that sort of um, make music with, with, without it feeling like a sacrifice, and it, it, it just you know it it's it's hard it's hard to articulate. But basically, make sure you love what you're doing, and uh, if they, and then there's no such thing as things falling into place because you just enjoy the process, you know, like I, like, like we were talking about before, like we, we, we were never set on a path to, you know, uh, uh, what would you call it? Like shopping ourselves to labels or anything like that. We just had one goal and it was just to make music that felt really good to us. That was emotive, that felt like, you know, worthy art that felt like something genuine, like something real. And, and that was it. There was no, there was nothing else. So I think if you if you don't overthink things and you have you come from a pure place, then you know, and you win. You know, even if the world is shitty and everything's falling apart, that's um, um yeah, just, just just having that, you know, if you're if you're able to find that whether it's on your own or, or finding other people, then then you have more than most, you know. I still I still work my day job. Uh, in Texas, you know, I'm, I I work in a hospital. I'm a nurse, and uh, I can tell you for a fact, mo- most people don't have. Um, I feel like they they, they don't have like, a true passion or something they can really. Well, to begin with, I don't I don't I don't know if it's fair to say that 
that most people are creative, but, uh, but even so, like people don't have, uh, I feel like they don't have true passions or somewhere to put somewhere. They don't have a creative outlet. So if you have that, you're already ahead of the pack. That, that's, that's what I would tell everyone. You know, if, if you have, if you have a, an itch, if you feel like, if you feel like there's something to create and you have a, you have a platform to do that, whether that's your bedroom, you know, your computer, a rehearsal space, whatever, a venue, then, then you're, you're already ahead of most, of most people. And you should feel good about that. Awesome. Well, um, that's, that's, that's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. I really hope. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone just, you know, check out, um, Iris, man, like this album is still to me holds up and, you know, if you don't have the album, definitely check it out and, you know, be sure to, you know, follow Iris, you know, pick up their merch. You know, I got, I got the record right here I'm holding, but, um, yeah, thanks again, Pablo. I'm just going to stop the recorder right now, so, but I'll, I'll keep it. Sure. That was my talk with Pablo Davila, guitarist of the band Iris. Um, again, I just want to say how really, you know, honored and thankful I was to be able to talk with them, you know, just, uh, to me, it was just a, a milestone, you know, just to be able to talk with a well-known musician. And, um, yeah, I hope everyone gets a chance to check them out, you know, pick up their music, stream their music, grab their merch, you know, follow them on social media, be on the lookout for uh, new music, and uh, be on the lookout for, you know, possible tours in the near future. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just play a quick clip just to round out the podcast. So, again, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you.